Welcome to Bible News Press. Our goal is to discuss biblical faith beyond cliches and buzzwords, whether such words are religious or political. Sometimes we sit around the table and fellowship. Sometimes we do a little time travel. It is all part of our journey with our Abba Father, who has given us the key to life. We do it with Jesus, and we do it together. Welcome. Hello, I'm Laura. I will be reading Micah chapter 3 from the World English Bible. I said, Please listen, you heads of Jacob and rulers of the house of Israel. Isn't it for you to know justice? You who hate the good and love the evil, who tear off their skin and their flesh from off their bones, who also eat the flesh of my people and peel their skin from off them, and break their bones and chop them in pieces as for the pot and as meat within the cauldron. Then they will cry to Yahweh, but he will not answer them. Yes, he will hide his face from them at that time, because they made their deeds evil. Yahweh says concerning the prophets who lead my people astray, For those who feed their teeth, they proclaim peace, and whoever doesn't provide for their mouths, they prepare war against him. Therefore night is over you with no vision, and it is dark to you that you may not divine. And the sun will go down on the prophets, and the day will be black over them. The seers shall be disappointed, and the diviners confounded. Yes, they shall all cover their lips, for there is no answer from God. But as for me, I am full of power by Yahweh's spirit, and of judgment, and of might, to declare to Jacob his disobedience, and to Israel his sin. Please listen to this, you heads of the house of Jacob, and rulers of the house of Israel, who abhor justice, and pervert all equity. They build up Zion with blood, and Jerusalem with iniquity. Her leaders judge for bribes, and her priests teach for a price, and her prophets of it tell fortunes for money. Yet they lean on Yahweh and say, Isn't Yahweh among us? No disaster will come on us. Therefore Zion for your sake will be plowed like a field, and Jerusalem will become heaps of rubble, and the mountain of the temple like the high places of a forest. That is the end of chapter 3. Micah has no doubt he is speaking the words of Yahweh, as he says in verse 8. He's not guessing or going by a feeling. He is clear on what there is to declare. And I think the scripture makes it clear what the church should be declaring. Listen to Romans chapter 3, verses 21 through 26. But now, apart from the law, a righteousness of God has been revealed, being testified by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all those who believe. For there is no distinction. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God sent to be an atoning sacrifice through faith in his blood, for a demonstration of his righteousness through the passing over of prior sins in God's forbearance, to demonstrate his righteousness at this present time, that he might himself be just and the justifier of him who has faith in Jesus. And then this is what John says in Revelation 19, verses 11 through 16. I saw the heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on it is called Faithful and True. 
In righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes are a flame of fire, and on his head are many crowns. He has names written, and a name written, which no one knows but he himself. He is clothed in a garment sprinkled with blood. His name is called the Word of God. The armies which are in heaven, clothed in white, pure, fine linen, followed him on white horses. Out of his mouth proceeds a sharp, double-edged sword, that with it he should strike the nations. He will rule them with an iron rod. He treads the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of God, the Almighty. He has on his garment and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. This is why Peter, in 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 10-16, through 16, quotes King David's writings of Psalm 34. I will read verses 11-16 through 16 of Psalm 34. Come, you children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of Yahweh. Who is someone who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking lies. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Yahweh's eyes are toward the righteous. His ears listen to their cry. Yahweh's face is against those who do evil to cut off their memory from the earth. We should still be declaring that people need to repent in the face of the coming judgment. This is not popular. It is considered out-of-date fire and brimstone, but it is only unpopular with people who don't want to admit the true nature of sin and justice. Really nothing has changed in the state of mankind. All have sinned, all need mercy, but many balk at the humility needed to accept it. So getting back to verse 1 of Micah chapter 3, we see that these people should have known justice but they don't, and the corrosiveness of sin is resulting in oppression and death. It's a gruesome picture Micah describes. Even if it is a poetic description of their evil ways, it is leading to the destruction and death of people, and from what we know of human sacrifice, frequently being involved in worshiping false gods and idols, some of this may have happened. Whatever the exact nature of the language, whether it is completely poetical or includes some literal examples, the rulers are treating other people as animals for slaughter and with brutality. So when in verse 4 it says, they will cry to Yahweh, it is talking about these wicked people who do not cry in repentance, but in the distress of judgment. They will want relief from their own suffering, but not because they want to be turning their hearts toward God and his goodness. You can see this throughout the biblical historical account where they ask things of Yahweh, but still pursue evil. The phrase for those who feed their teeth seems to be referring back to the description of them metaphorically eating the poor. Seems like Jonathan Swift wasn't so original in this idea. While they are engaged in this despotic activity, they have the audacity to proclaim peace, while at the same time being very ready to go to war against anyone who tries to deny them their metaphorical feast. So total blackness of spirit will descend on them. In contrast, Micah, who is full of the power of Yahweh's spirit, is going to declare the judgment they deserve. Yet he again beckons their attention to listen to a description of themselves that should make them shudder, describing their killing and bribery, all while somehow thinking they are under protection of Yahweh still, having lost 
understanding by their own neglect of the law and such of what it means to be Yahweh's people. As they deny the disaster of judgment, it will come upon them. Denial of God and his perfect ways in no way diminishes him. It only leaves people with death. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. That is the Bible News Press segment for today, but not the end of our journey.